0: You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.
1: Kia ora. My name is Angela Vermeulen, and I um, am very blessed to work for Core Education and am a facilitator there. Looking at today, we're going to, this is podcast number three, so hopefully you've had a chance to listen to the other two leading up to this third, stepping into collaborative teaching. Sarah and I are going to be reflecting on our processes and our successes and warts and all what's worked well what could we or would we do differently now if there is anything and hopefully share some insights into uh, where to from for you and um, in your journey into collaborative practice so i'd love to hand over to my beautiful co- co-host sarah whiting welcome sarah Kia ora.
0: I'm Sarah Whiting. I'm also a facilitator at Core Education. I work with schools and helping them in a number of ways around modern learning environments and practice. Um, particularly around collaboration at the moment, so helping teachers move into collaborative practice. So from my own experience for both Ange and I, we've been in collaborative environments and working with the, with others. We've got a very wide range of understanding of what it looks like, what can work and what can't. And probably the biggest thing for me before we kick off is to say that our experiences are our experiences and they don't have to look, sound or feel the same in each and every school um, because that wouldn't be a truly collaborative learning environment. It has to reflect your students. It has to reflect your teachers and it has to reflect your community to make it fully effective and functional. Aye. So for me, learning about when we stepped into collaborative practice and as I mentioned in other podcasts is that we had a lot of um, scared teachers, I would say. It's probably the best word, fearful of why would we give up what we've done for many years when we know it, when we know it works. And the thing that the, the key message I have is go in with an open mind. It's all about, growth mindset and actually the other thing that I think that and this is a personal thing for me is why are you there and it's always for the children and what works best for them just because the way we did it a hundred years worked does not mean it worked for the best of the children so let's think about them and what's working for them in their world now. How about you, Ange?
1: Just on that, actually, a really cool resource. If you Google uh, Ken Robinson RSA um, shift, uh, the paradigm shift in education, exactly what you were just talking about, Sarah, about that 100 years ago when education was was designed and written, it was for that time where everything did need to be the same and producing children for that factory-style working. But it's not the case anymore, so I just wanted... That's a really cool resource to go on and have a look um, and you can contact us at CORE if you're not too sure, and we can send you that link. <laughs> or and join one of our Penn courses. And really,
0: I mean, he yeah. talks about finding your element, and I think that's something that also is something I've reflected on through my experience is finding out who you are. It's really important to acknowledge the things that you bring to a team. So when you're working in a collaborative learning environment it's about acknowledging all those people and all the attributes that they bring all the strengths including the children and the thing that I like to compare it to is a smoothie where you for example I have smoothies to kick start my day and it was to get ready for my wedding but now I'm married it's just for for me because I like them and you'd put in I put in a banana I put in some strawberries or berries and a bit of almond milk and maybe a bit of protein powder and each thing I could have on its own, and it would be fantastic. But when I put them together and mm. blend them,
1: a collective power—they
0: are so much more powerful in the mm. in the way that they work to make me healthy and happy. Mm. But also, they are the taste even better. So for me, that's what collaborative learning environments is all about: is taking the best of everything and blending it together for a better outcome for the kids. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you have a slightly yeah. different visual <laughs> Yeah. your terms of collaboration. So what can you explain yours a little bit more, Ange?
1: My visual, I think of my uh, 80s era and I think of um, collaboration as a mixtape. So, you know, if we all have a, an ideal mixtape, if we're going to make a mixtape together, we might have very different songs to play on that tape. But it's really cool if you put the tape on and listen to it all together. It's, you know, you, it makes you dance, makes you sing, makes you um, chat about songs. So I see collaboration as, as a mixtape that we all bring different strengths, we all bring different values. But if you don't have that collective vision, which is to make a, a tape to play, then. It's, it's going to fall apart. So if you all have a vision and a clear understanding of where you're moving forward to as a school, then it can be, yeah, a really good dance party. Um, and I, I believe that we had the support when we were going collaborative and making these changes. We had a very supportive leadership. And without that support and the ability to step out of your comfort zone and make some changes then there will be anxiety, there will be frustration. So that support is really important to to make those changes because we all operate in a comfort zone on a daily basis and sometimes when you're making changes, you're going to be really pushed out of that comfort zone. And if you don't have the skills or the support, then it can be easy to step back and not make any change. So I think that was one way I, I believe we were very successful at Brains Intermediate because of the leadership support and support with the staff and support from our community and support with the kids because the kids really took to it. They, they, They loved it.
0: And I think that actually your kids are probably your biggest advocates because yeah. they're the ones that know it's going to work because yeah. that's the way they, they live and breathe at the moment. Yeah. It's the well, us that have been around the earth a little bit longer that struggle a little bit. And it's about us changing our perspective on what it's all about. It's not about giving up everything. It's about creating opportunities mm. and doing the best for those learning experiences for the children. Um, I would never ever go back to a single cell working on no, my own. No, yeah. It's a lonely, lonely place. And I think that actually have the other thing that we were given, as well as having a strong leadership, was the time to collaborate. Yes. We were given we were really lucky in that we had um a Thursday morning every week for so many weeks where we could actually all sit down as a staff or sit down as a team and have those what you would call meaningless conversations. Just have a bit of a gossip, but then we'd go into deep nitty gritty work. So you have that time to have a bit of play, but you also have that time to be constructive. And I think you have to live and breathe just what the kids would be living and breathing because otherwise,
1: what are you there for? And... By going into collaborative, we're actually scaffolding one of the top 10 skills for a 21st century worker. Mm. So we're scaffolding problem solving for the children. You know, teachers sitting there going, oh, how are we going to do this? We're scaffolding collaboration. We're scaffolding can making connections with others. So we are actually modelling in a collaborative environment those skills that businesses are wanting workers to have. So if the children are in a single cell just being, um, you know, given, learning, that teacher with the knowledge at the front of the classroom, just imparting knowledge and not allowing the children to problem-solve or really collaborate, mm. not cooperate, collaborate, then they're not developing those skills. So that is, um, I think, it's important. You talked
0: about having a supportive community. How did you ensure that they were actually involved and um, happy? For this transition to a collaborative learning environment because from personal experiences if you and this is probably something that probably would be warts and all is if you don't have them involved from the beginning it can cause friction and that's part of the reason why I created a parent focus group um, and really took them on the journey so they could unpack so I could see what it was that they were looking at and what they were experiencing and then they could see what the children were experiencing but before that happened um, because of the um, preconceived ideas that they had from their own learning and what they thought school was about um yeah. there was a lot of i wouldn't say backlash but just uncertainty, uncertainty and oh it's noisy it's m- messy how do i know my child is learning and isn't being lost in this space so how did you at brain's work around we- that
1: we actually use the the tree, the values tree. So when teachers, uh, sorry, when parents came in, especially in the maybe the new students, we would always have them in as year six. We'd have a year six day where they come in and meet teachers. We make sh- we built those relationships before with the parents and with the. the the children so we actually really tried to build those strong relationships even before they started school they knew us they would be able to come around the school meet the see the you know meet the teachers but we always went back to the the five values and um, any questions we tried to answer through the values as well so that Mm -hmm. we're building brave children by um allowing you know uh allowing them to take risks we're building um we're, we're wanting to instill brilliance in children by ha- looking at digital citizenship so if they had questions about if my children are going online and byod bringing their own device how do you keep them safe so we would go back to the val- building the values with mm-hmm. the children so it always came back to that having that visual to it's be able what to you believe what, in yeah. and what
0: the school believes isn't it that's the key message yeah and i think to sum it all up my advice to anybody who wants to become a collaborative learning go into a collaborative learning environment is to just do it is take your time go and see places and get rid of the mindset that, it, that, that it's messy and noisy and there are people moving everywhere because yep but if you flip that round actually it's what is your teaching about is it about compliance or collaboration and engagement and if it's about compliance then you go for a quiet space but if it's about collaboration and engagement and mm. growth, then you've got to go for it. It has to be a little bit noisy. What is the mess? Is it the fact that people are working everywhere or is it actually that they're working and engaging? And learning. They own that space mm. and they value it. So if they are engaged in that space, then it's going to be a little bit messy, but it's their space.
1: We, we actually found that the learning and the engagement increased tenfold And the negative behaviour dropped away. Mm -hmm. It was the complete flip. Whereas there is that fear, you're right, that if I work with 96 children and three teachers that there's going to be um, a lot of chaos. But actually it is the complete opposite. It is hard to see that until um, it starts. But you have to work on... The systems, the hard systems and soft systems and have those mates to say, how do you agree to work together? And would
0: the, you say that actually doing your ground work,
1: ground your workers, research and you know really yeah, planning it as a team yeah. is
0: really important first. Definitely. So don't be put off that it's taken some time yeah. to do that. Because yeah. I think that's something that I've had a lot is is it's hard work. It is at the start. That's my feeling. Would you agree? Definitely. But it the payback's immense.
1: Definitely. I've had a teacher who's been teaching 40 years and she said she had wished she had done that from the beginning because the outcomes for the learners is just incredible. It's just very much worth the battle, so don't give up.
0: So our challenge to you is to give it a go. And if you need some advice so you know where we are,
1: come visit us at CORE. We can collaborate with you.
0: You've been listening to a
1: CORE Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.